Hello and welcome to Craftflix and Chill with me, Joe Thompson, and my good friend Jamie Valentine. How are you doing, Jamie? Hey, I'm good, man. I'm good. As, as we just said, happy Tuesday. You know, give give some love back to the Tuesdays. Damn right. And I could have told you this off air, but I've decided to tell you on air so I can record your reaction to it. Jamie, I got myself a new job, man. Oh my god, amazing! Yay! Pew, 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 pew. Yeah. I, I, uh, yeah, okay, we need yeah, lots of gun sound effects, uh, <laughs> yeah. explosions. Um, You're talking to a regional account manager, my friend. That sounds important and like I know what I'm talking ooh, about, doesn't it? That's, uh, that's very, very uh, sexy. Uh, what company is that for? Uh, it's for one of, the, one of the companies within the group that I was already working at uh, before, um, before COVID got me. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's a new, new, a new, uh, new idea, new direction, and I'm, uh, I'm buzzing about it. So could start as early as Monday. Congratulations. Yeah, that's exciting, isn't it? I, 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 you, I wonder why you're being a little bit coy. Like, don't get me wrong, we've, we're, we're, getting, we're getting better with this. We're getting slicker. But you were very much like, yeah, should we go straight into it? And I was like, I haven't even asked him how his job hunt's going. Oh, maybe there isn't anything to write. Uh, there was something up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, so um, <laughs> what is Craftflix and Chill? So we are a film podcast where Jamie and I torture ourselves watching terrible, terrible movies on Netflix. We excessively talk over them, often wondering gloriously off topic, uh, before finally critiquing them uh, where things went wrong uh, for the film and, when where, and occasionally where they went right as well. Uh, we pick films, well, we used to pick films based on title and premise alone, but quite recently we've started to change the format potentially. So I don't know which route Jamie's going with this. So it might be one he knows, or it might be one he doesn't know. Let's uh, just uh, tune in to find out, I suppose. Um, and if you do fancy watching along, these are titles that are all present on uh, Netflix, uh, certainly Netflix UK anyway. Um, so listen in when we do start for that little countdown and the Ibiza horn and uh, yeah come on this terrible journey with us and ruin your faith in cinema forever that my friends is our Crapflix and chill guarantee winking face emoji so Jamie (laughs) what's on the box tonight well sadly not uh, Kellogg's but uh, (laughs) we're going for uh, at least the first hour and we shall see of 2007's Disturbia. Ooh. Uh, I'll give you. I'll give you. Give you the the old little brief, and I'll give you the rationale. So, uh, a teen sentence. Uh, the teen. A teen sentence. God, fucking us already. A teen sentenced to house arrest begins watching his neighbors out of boredom, only to discover evidence that a serial killer is close. <gasps> oh, so, this sounds very stepfatherish, doesn't it? It's very stepfatherish. It's got. Shailbeth. Oh God! And maybe one or two other, like you, you know these films we picked, but you'll recognise somebody else in it. But we'll spend half the film saying the name wrong. Um, the reason why this is on the list, other than it kind of like fits that kind of thriller home invasion genre, is it's essentially a uh, a, a semi faithful kind of like remake or reimagining of Alfred Hitchcock's Rear Window. Rear Window. Yeah, yeah, yeah which I do really love, and this is their way of like trying to modernise it or you know, bring it up to the 2007s. Uh, and have you and seen this before? I have, and I remember being very angry with it and just being like, this is all wrong, this is terrible. Okay. <laughs> like What seemed like a good concept for Rear Window, they've completely butchered. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping that is very much still the case. And you know, So you're going to be the school monitor and you're going to guide me through this, yeah? Yep, yeah, I'm just going to... Uh, yeah, let's just come on this terrible journey. 
Yeah, damn right. Let's do the countdown. Yes, we on shall. Three. So on three or on go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Right, three, three, two, two one. one, play. And we're off. No, it's none of us have said go yet, so I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> this is why is this getting? Why is that part of our podcast getting less slick as we go on? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's one of those just like, uh, I'm sure Joe will fix it in post. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This has to be the most tense uh, way I've ever seen DreamWorks. <laughs> Usually it's super bubbly and like cartoonish, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's normally some sort of like nice Shrek kind of music. Yeah, I um, think of Shrek whenever I think of DreamWorks as well. Yeah. And I think of DreamWorks all the time. All the time. Shrek, uh, well, Shrek and Shrek 2, by the way, I can highly recommend, both on Netflix, as um, very good hangover films for those lazy Sundays where you don't want to leave the house. Yeah, I think Shrek and Shrek 2 were good. Shrek, uh, after that, I think it gets a bit crap. Yeah, it, it starts to get a bit like, nah, now they're just hamming in storylines and characters, uh, but... Oh, that's a big one, Pop. That's a big one here. Okay. He showed up. So yeah, the, 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 the basic the basic premise of both both Rear Window and Disturbia for those who aren't aware. Um, and you know, for a bit of education, so they don't think this is the first time this concept has been done, is basically about a protagonist breaking breaking their limbs, in this case legs, that makes them uh, housebound and you know they go a little a little stir crazy being locked up all day. Uh, as I'm sure everyone can relate to at the minute. Uh, but they start just, you know, it's a very voyeuristic film, uh, which is actually illegal, of just uh, the protagonist constantly staring, staring out of windows and rooms and noticing strange going-ons with the neighbours. And basically... Yeah. You know what annoys me about this? Um, I've been fishing with my dad multiple times, and he has caught an enormous heavy bass. Can't remember exactly how big or, or heavy it was, but it was fucking huge. It had like he was holding it like with his arms out wide, and he has this massive grin on his face. Having said that, every time I ever went fishing with my dad, we caught basically nothing. And I always think it's annoying how in films they always seem to catch loads of things like whenever they're fishing. I know it's not well, interesting, it's- but it's just not realistic. But isn't it that it's like like ultimate father son bonding moment where not only you know it should be enough that you're there enjoying the moment, but it's the moment that the son catches something and the father's like helping him reel it in. It's like oh, this is the ultimate show of fatherly yeah. affection. It's like more than not, you're just sat at this. Well, so is that like fly fishing when you're like wading in properly? I think so. How much do you want that Coca Cola? I'm actually quite thirsty. I have just water. Like there is something about the, the branding in that bottle that will always make you thirsty. I mean, you know, this film's off to a great start when it's got some pretty heavy hitters uh, in terms of product placement. And that would also make a fun, fun, fun drinking game to uh, drink every time they uh, mention or see a product. Oh, father son stuff. This is also not what I remember the film being about, so... I'm presuming, like, I think some, some sort of accident happened and his dad dies. And that's also what all right, all right, don't spoil it all like, for me. I haven't seen this before. Oh. <laughs> I mean, this is me actually just guessing. Come on, jackass. No, 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 not you, Mom. I'm sorry. 
Hey, baby, should have seen him today. Got enough fish for a week. I mean, yeah, he shouldn't be on the phone in the first place. That's the. I don't know, but that's the real crime here. Whoa! Holy moly! Oh god! Horrendous. I mean, I was just about to say I thought that was quite a good little stunt flip, but then they just seem to ham it up just a little bit too much. Kill! Fuck! Fucking hell! That that was a final destination type shot. <gasps> oh, you better not see what he looks like. I don't want to see that. <clears throat> Holy shit, what, and the sun survives it? Uh. Yeah. Oh, my heart just beat out of my chest. Surprise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, I didn't spoil it for you. Well, you did, you just didn't say exactly how. <laughs> yeah, well, there's this final destination I'm supposed to know. Then he gets he gets beaten by another lorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, well, again, that would just remind me of like the, all those scene times that happens in like not in the, uh, I don't know, like in scary movie or in like Mean Girls and stuff. Just that shot of like the bus or whatever coming out of nowhere and just taking out that person. That's such a comedy slash horror trope. Whatever he's looking at must be fucking horrific. Yeah. This is horrible. What the hell are we watching? <laughs> Don't worry, it does it does get poor and shitter later on. I mean, it's a good opener. I mean, I didn't hear any of the dialogue. I'm not sure what they're talking about, but I'm pretty sure they were just goofing about. They were just just bonding over fish, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it'd, it'd be interesting to see your your opinion on this running through because. Um, Obviously, my takeaway from see, seeing it was uh, a nerdy frustration that this is a poor a poor man's imitation of uh, Rear Window. Right. And that's everything from, you know, stupid horror trips that happen to shocky acting or whatever. So this is the quirky, quirky jokester of the group. Well, I feel like he doesn't have many friends. For That's probably best to his hair, I imagine. Looks <laughs> <laughs> like he's had a really windy day out there. <laughs> was that not the rage, like uh, when you when you were at school? What was like that crazy hairstyle, which now you look back and just like, oh my god, why did people do that? But was very much, you know, what's the equivalent of like the mullet and the the perm from like the older generations? Oh, is it? Is in what's our equivalent of the things we regret? Yeah. Yeah, that hair. Yeah. Like, did you have a funky, a funky hairstyle, like grow it long or something because you thought it was cool? I mean, you look back at pictures and be like, oh my God, that's dreadful. No, my parents were pretty conservative on what my hair could look like. So it was either short and quite short, like a number three or number four, or it was just regular. Like, yeah. my dad would always be like, you don't, you don't look stupid. You don't want to regret that, blah, blah, blah. So obviously, when I went to uni, I got like <laughs> Mohicans and stuff, obviously. Okay, now I want to see those pictures because that. <laughs> you definitely don't, my man. You definitely don't. I can see you rocking the Mohican. <laughs> Joe Thompson, the Maverick. The only thing anyone should be doing with the Mohican is like individually chopping it off. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf looks really young here. Read that far in the book. 
Yeah, so I, th I think this was like slightly pre him being like the biggest dick actor in the world. So this would just been, I think it was just before the first Transformers or like around that time. Have you seen that um, amazing kind of weird musical that someone's made about him? Where it's like, running through my life from Shia LaBeouf. Have you ever seen that? No. Oh my God. Okay, I'm going to have to send it to you afterwards. It's just this amazing musical and it's all about Shia LaBeouf being an axe-wielding axe murderer. It's great. And then he, yeah, it's, it's great. Oh, Jesus. I mean, the, 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 the kid's dad did just die. Is he really pressing charges because he was being shit to him? The assault two charge you pled guilty to carries a maximum of one year in juvie. With these priors, you're up to three. Oh, it's me oh my from good uh, The Matrix. God. Well, see, see what I mean? I love that these films just have such random, like, castings like that. You're kind of like, oh, <laughs> uh, what led you down this path? I can't believe that could have led to a year, of a year in juvie. I suppose you've got to protect teachers, but still. Yeah. I think they should be taking the circumstances way more into account. But yeah, so this is the big crux. So in Rear Window, the whole thing is that uh, Jimmy Stewart's character has broken his, his right leg or whatever, so he's physically in a wheelchair, and that, you know, stops him from leaving the apartment or because he's in, like, a tall apartment block, so he can't go up and down stairs and... The scenes when he has to crawl and, you know, that makes it kind of tense. Charlie Buff just has a flipping uh, ankle bracelet. So he's fully mobile within the house, which instantly I feel like takes a little bit of the edge off the uh, the horror element. Yeah, it, it makes him less, inca it, uh, less incapacitated, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, like I mean... <laughs> The number of fight scenes we have seen in these houses mean, you know, um, and these are big houses as well. You can, you can still run, you can hide, you can find weapons, you know. Yeah, you're right. You're not as incapacitated, so. Well, that's a complete conflict of interest then, isn't it? Why are you there? Yeah, why is he on the case? Fucking idiot. I would I would instantly mention that I'd be like I'm sorry I don't feel comfortable with him being my my police officer because he's related to the person that was involved in my case can you change him thanks yeah look at that TV Ooh. oh that's so Ooh. cringy <laughs> when speakers were built into the side of TVs like that god uh, classic Xbox 360 controller there shout out Microsoft yeah yeah, I did. I thought when we were discussing last week, something that did, did kind of cross over in my mind of um, one of the films I did want to pick, and um, I'm saving it to be a bit more timely, you know, closer to Christmas. Was well, we're still like experiencing elements of of lockdown, and these films, you, you know, the home invasion ones, but these ones in particular, Disturbia and Rear Window, are about you are incapacitated, at least within your house, and how that kind of plays with your psyche and your perception of the outside world. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's, all, it's all a bit of, like, like self-gaslighting about, like, do you trust what you see? And I just thought, you know, <laughs> well, yeah, now more than ever is, is the perfect time to watch this, uh, something about that. He looks so young. He's got to be about 18 here. 18, 19. 
I mean, I feel like he got into acting much younger than people always remember him for. No, I remember he was in, oh, what was that show? Like, was, that was he, he was a in? child star? He was. He had an older sister and it was called, I want to call it something like, oh, I can't Boy remember. Me <laughs> no, but it was, he was really young in that, yeah. He had an older sister who was quite hot. Or was she hot? I can't remember. Um, do you know that Shia LaBeouf has starred in, one, a really good film called The Peanut Butter Falcon, which is really good. Is that is that why he was just eating peanut butter? <laughs> no, but it's it's a beautiful like Huckleberry Finn type story, and it's really nice. He's also starred in a film called Nymphomania, where he fully has sex, like not simulated sex, but actual sex, and gets his dick out. So, um, if you want to see Shia LaBeouf's dick, please uh, Google search it if you haven't already. Um, Nymphomania. Yeah. Well, that's the that uh, I heard he got the gig on that because well. It's whether he got the gig because of this or oh, not, but he, he sent um, an actual sex tape of him and his, his girlfriend to the director. Oh, really? Essentially, as his audition. But I also have the feeling it's one of those stupid things that, like, the director was like, you didn't need to do that, like, I was going to cast you anyway, but he still yeah. did it. <laughs> like, you really don't have to. I'm going <laughs> to... Yeah, yeah, fuck it. As opposed to what we were saying last last week about Taylor Lawton is kind of like, oh, we're not sure you're right for the role, so he went and got jacked, and then they're like, hell yeah, you are. You're hired. Hello, chicas. That's such a teenage boy thing to do. What? what watch something, something naughty, and then just as your your parents and expect you come to like change subject. What you're watching? Oh, nothing. But whenever you I watch those kind of channels, the the channels either side are nonsense. So it's like, I why are you watching 18th century history? Yeah, learning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. I love how much light just came through the tiny crack she has made in the window. This is not a vacation. Oh yeah, it's like the. Um, it's like in those films where you turn on one lamp and suddenly the whole room's a light. It's like, come on. Well, windows will be very important in this film, so you've got to, got to be paying attention to this kind of stuff. Especially those Venetian blinds. Been a little over dramatic. You don't think I'm just going to plug it back in? Dramatic. She looks very different as well, considering they were still doing the Matrix films at this time. Were they? She looks really dowdy. Clean up your room. Well, like the first Matrix was like 1999, but then. Uh, I suppose Matrix Revolution no 2003, Like it wasn't too long after that, but she she doesn't look like the same. No. I suppose that was a really fucking obvious statement to <laughs> It's about as obvious as my one last week when I said that, um, what's his face, the guy that plays Edward Cullen, uh, Robert Pattinson was older, he'd got older since the film. <laughs> yeah. It was yes. like the whole like, oh like oh, I love I love looking at photos from the past. It's like well, technically every photo you take is of the past because like by the time you've taken it, another second has already passed. Oh my god, this song! <laughs> Isn't this like System of a Down or something? I think it is. Lonely days. I was gonna say something like Bad Religion or. It's some sort of, yeah, like... What are you doing? Oh. I mean, like, that's more responsibility than I would be taking at his age, so... Oh, that was just uncalled for. Have you ever tried a Twinkie? I have. They're um, not very nice, are they? 
No, I thought like they've been really hyped up, and you know there was that big deal, like uh, I don't know, maybe four years ago or something, where basically the factory making them was going to like go out of production or something. So people start freaking out, like, oh, we'll never get Twinkies again. They'll become this rare item, and you're like, well, were they really that great to begin with? I just shot, got a shot of his of his room. Fuck me, he has a massive room. I know we complain about this every time in every film, but Jesus <laughs> Christ, no one needs a bedroom that's that big. Like we're we learning things on this podcast, but one thing we have definitely, definitely clocked onto very quickly is how big suburban look, look American it. houses are. Fucking hell! Fucking hell, Joe. I mean, that's all. That's my flat. Yeah. <laughs> And like, I know there's going to be like an element of, okay, they're going to actually have to film a lot of scenes here, so you know, you need space for a crew, someone to hold the boom mic and to operate the camera and all that jazz. But normally, you just like take away walls, not just have loads of floor space, which they then went, oh shit, teenagers' room, we need to make really messy. Fully. So did we have this conversation before about voyeurism and about how it's voyeurism is by law illegal, at least in the UK? You just mentioned that looking at a window was illegal, but you didn't go into detail. But it's the idea that if, like, where do you draw the line? Like if somebody, so I, the reason I'm fascinated with these films is because I currently live in a block of flats where because they're basically kind of like not very like wide but they're kind of like thin it doesn't matter which side of my flat i'm on whether it's in the kitchen on the right or the lounge on the left the flats the whole block of flats on either side can see in and i always have this rear window thing if i'm doing the dishes in the kitchen at night and i'm lit up technically every other flat opposite me can see in and see me so it makes you kind of just like you know slightly paranoid or like at least conscious not to be walking around naked but if you're walking around naked in your flat and someone like sees you, do they get done for, for voyeurism, even though you're both within your flats? Surely it's got to be about extended and prolonged viewing of someone else's flat. Or like, okay, if I'm naked in my flat and someone looks in and sees me, you know, they could get in trouble. But if I'm naked and I suddenly step out onto the balcony, even though I'm on my property, suddenly I'm going to get in trouble for public indecency. It seems like just a very grey area to me. Yeah. Oh no, get back to the flat. Did he literally just step in a bag of shit? Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. That line was well, well written for two reasons. Right, set up early scene where he tests the limit of his, uh, of his restriction. Good. You know where this is going, Joe. You, 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 you don't miss a trick. Oh, as if they're there that quickly. No, no, sir. Listen, officer, listen to me. I wasn't trying to go anywhere. I wasn't trying to leave. There's a bag of shit on my stairs. Two kids. Just... Honestly, they put a bag of shit on my stairs and they lit it on fire. Get down on the ground. There's a bag of shit on Get my stairs. Get down on the ground. Get your hands behind That, by the way, is a prank. I've never, ever wanted to, like, replicate myself, like... I'm sure I don't want to. I don't want to set it up. Where do you get the shit from? Are they right? actually shitting in a bag, or are they picking up shit from somewhere? I think it's one of those things that maybe if you had like a dog, you'd be like, 
Well, it shits most days. You could probably like have easy access to it. Oh, well, she's gonna like him, is she? Because it's like, ooh, felon. Ooh. Oh, he's a bad boy. Yeah. But the cop that came. I love that his name is Kale. <laughs> it's like, like <laughs> the, the lightest, mildest type of food snack. Yeah, it does. It doesn't make you feel like he he can handle much. Kale. <laughs> But yeah, like I'm, I'm sure. Did you? Okay, if you weren't lighting bags of shit and leaving them on uh, doorsteps, uh, did you do the whole like, I don't know, knock knock ginger, or I haven't caused that something different. I don't or know what like, knock knock ginger is, but if you mean like ringing doorbells and running away, then yeah. Yes. See, and why we also did a lot of our different. prank calls where we'd call random people and just say random things. Oh my god, yes! How good was that? <laughs> If anything, it's probably, te- it's probably a good intro into sales to kind of like get through that feeling of being yeah. like, I'm just going to call around a person and see what happens. <laughs> we used to call insurance companies and they'd be like, oh, you yeah, know, what's your claim? And I was like, oh, like, yeah, like a health insurance. I got punched at work today. Oh, okay, can you tell me about the incident? Yeah, I was, um, I'm a professional boxer. <laughs> <laughs> And it was like one summer during Wimbledon, and eventually the person was like, can you just like grow up and go and watch the tennis? <laughs> <laughs> and by one summer, I mean uh, this summer. See, now... He's, he's out of his property, but he's still spying on somebody and, like, voyeuring on them. And, okay, they're not naked, and it's not necessarily an invasion of privacy, but it's that behaviour. I didn't realise in house arrest you were allowed to go in your garden. For some reason, that seems quite counterintuitive to me. Like, if you're under house arrest, you're assumably considered to be a danger to people. You shouldn't be leaving at all. So then, but then you could do quite a lot of damage if you just took something and went on the lawn. I suppose you could do that from your window as well. I think it's just that like stupid thing of the technology, as we just saw, isn't really that great. So, where, however, if they put the router for the device like towards the front of the house, that means technically you could go out of your house to the front lawn kind of thing. Rather than them trying to like, I mean, how fucking big are American houses anyway? But Ugh, why don't I have a pool? Why don't I live in a place where it's hot enough for me to need a pool? I have always wanted that. Me too. I just think, like, I feel like if I if I had a massive house with a pool and a tennis court, I feel like I'd have made it. See, now he feels bad for looking because she's changing, but then he keeps looking like a creepy perv. Look at his face. See, that is voyeurism, isn't it? That is voyeurism. He should be arrested right now, even though he's already under house arrest. He should be arrested some more. But also, why is she doing that by the open window anyway? I don't understand this. Like, you're always aware, I think, of windows around your room where you're changing. Would you want to live somewhere where you could use the pool in the summer, because it's obviously hot and lovely, but, like, almost like Canada, where it's hot, like, that level of hot in the summer, but in the winter it gets so cold that it freezes, and you could almost ice skate. There's a wall right outside my window. Look, 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 here we go. Mrs. Pilch. And the Pilch dog. Exciting. No, 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 wait, it's not done. Look, and then she, look what she does. She says bye to, to Linda, the maid they have at the house, uh-huh. who has a titty tat. You know? Yeah. And then every Thursday at four o'clock, she goes to the country club and plays tennis with Betty. Seeing to show that he's observant, okay. And then the ladies leave, 
And to show that he's also like slowly losing his mind a bit, like this is his most like the exciting part of his routine that he can like he can uh, recite all of his neighbor's activities. Was there any reason that he lost his privileges with, to do with video gaming and the internet? Was that just his mum punishing him more, or because of the cost of this, or uh, de definitely punishing him more? And I think it's that like it's the, it's the it's the weird thing. I always thought like when parents were like, "Oh, go to your room." And I'm kind of like, sweet, yeah, I'm fine with that because all my good shit's in my room. So fine, I'll happily go and like hide in my room. You know what? We the other day in our house, um, we our internet went down because our area for Virgin Media is being done for maintenance, and and it was just uh, you know like it wasn't planned or anything, but it was out for like four hours, um, uh, four or five hours I think. And Gareth works from home anyway, um, and I. I've obviously not been working, so and it's crazy how crippling it is to not have internet. Like, yes, yeah. you have it on your phone, but just to not have access to it in and around your house is really weird. Yeah. But even then, do you feel like with kids getting phones younger and younger and all that kind of stuff, like you can't just say go to your room anymore. You have to start taking away that actual tech and things like that to like have a punishment, like actually set in or for them to consider things because it's so much more accessible. I think that would be the ultimate punishment for a kid now, take away their phone. Yeah. I think it's getting really, really bad. It looks as though like, because um, I was watching that, um, The Social Dilemma Netflix. Or, oh uh, my that God, that's so good, isn't it? Yeah. You know, there's so all those like creepy. scenes of... Um, you know, the family, the nuclear family and how they, you know, they can't bid on their phones and even when they try and uh, lock them away, they still need them, etc. It's like, I bet that's yeah. what it's like. I bet you can't even have a proper conversation anymore. Scary. Another reason not to have kids, eh? Exactly. So they've been perving on her swimming and sunbathing. Yeah. So technically his friend's guilty as well. <laughs> Do you just get the subtitle, Kale Grunting? Yeah. <laughs> Because what a stupid subtitle. Well, still, what a stupid name that is. And a very un-American letterbox, I would actually say. Yeah. It's very unassuming. Cheers. <laughs> you just got friend-zoned. Oh, she's got an interesting face. She kind of looks like Deborah from Dexter, but not. How, yeah, I know what you mean, and I don't know why. I think it's the arrangement of her face. <laughs> she's got like she's got quite far apart eyes, like. You say that it just makes me think of like the me creator on like the Nintendo Wii, where you're just like setting up these like square potato faces and just like shifting eyes up and apart and like making the noses bigger. But that's like. <laughs> <laughs> when you say someone's face was arranged, that's just what I imagine. That's what they did. My mom. No offense, that that's very that is incredibly harsh of me. I'm sorry, lady. Yeah, I know the tone. I'm Ashley, by the way. Sorry, I got a bit distracted there. My dad keeps on trying to call me, um, but so I've had to text him to say I'm recording, and he just won't stop, and he hasn't read it yet, so he keeps on going. Why won't he answer? Joe, I think he wants to go fishing again. I want to go fishing, but I, I want to do that like um, cast your line by basically being on the bank of the river or the bank of whatever estuary and just sit on the side 
in those big, lazy kind of outdoor deck chairs with a cool box of beers and just just drink the day away. Yeah, that'd be cool. That seems like a very like later on in your life thing to do. Exactly. Yeah, that, that was not something I've been interested in even in my you know, early or even my mid twenties. But very much now, I'm like I could I could spend a Saturday doing that. Some nice some nice daytime drinking. You know what I wouldn't do if I was if I moved to an area. I wouldn't give my my young teenage daughter the most exposed room in the house. She's in a she's basically in a fish tank, isn't she? <laughs> and clearly they forgot to put up curtains. Here's my young daughter who isn't very aware when she gets out of the shower or does yoga poses. And like you know, I get like he's had his his like some of his internet or gaming privileges like restricted. But for fuck's sake, man, you've got loads of books around you. Don't spend your... He's literally got like a bowl of popcorn or chips. So his evening entertainment is just perving on her. I think he deserves to be arrested. But you're right. That's such a weird, like, almost greenhouse type room for like anybody to have, not just your teenage daughter. Yeah, I mean, great light, but also super annoying. And if it's north facing, fuck me. But um, what do you what do you reckon she was arguing about with her dad? Um, she hadn't closed her curtains on time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You do, <laughs> don't you understand? Anyone could be looking at you right now yeah. with binoculars. That's right. Anyone with a, some kind of anklet that needs to say in their house <laughs> could be looking at you right now. Or it's totally like <laughs> the pet's like really anal, and she's like she's making too much noise like above doing these like really quiet yoga poses. Like keep it down for God's sake! It's nine o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know how loud those yoga poses are. <laughs> you, you and your late, late night yoga. I was going to say yate like loga. <laughs> but yeah, compare that to his room, which okay, I know we said it was like excessively large but at the same time only has like one like tiny window his his whole room the decoration <laughs> of his whole room looks like an exterior shed that, that a, a group of friends would have and that's where they would hang like a den oh that's that so like. cool I, I text dad and said sorry dad can't talk just recording a, po- um, a, a podcast is everything okay uh, uh, question mark, question mark. Um, he, he was typing for about five minutes and then it was about a five word answer which said no problem that was a finger problem what the hell does that mean <laughs> what as in a finger problem of his finger slipping and he couldn't stop the call for some reason or finger problem as in he, he's, cut, he's cut his finger or something like that and he's calling you for advice I feel like the advice that I give my parents is about anything tech related. I don't know what he thinks I'll be able to do about a finger injury. Like, oh, let me tell you, like all these finger injuries that I've had. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know. I have to ask these questions. <laughs> I, I, th- I think he meant he accidentally pressed that. Yeah. Cheers. Wow. Well, cheers, Dad. I didn't want to hear from you either. No, I'm joking. Well, <laughs> funny you say that. <laughs> I called my parents uh, yesterday. My dad answered, and without he didn't even say hello. He didn't even say how are you. He just goes, "I'll get your mother," and just passes it straight over. I was like, "Fucking hell, thanks, dad. Hi, how are you?" Like, <laughs> yeah, fully. Like, make five dad, seconds. Dad, like, don't give a shit, do they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, if I, 
It's like, oh god, yeah, you, it's your mum who really cares about your life. So you know, just uh, c- call me if there's a problem. Don't call me for a chit chat, basically. But yeah, exactly. it was the way he did it. Like he didn't even say hello. He just answered the phone and went, I'll get your mother. I was like, yeah, hello to you too. I'd say the first 15, 20 minutes, both my parents are equally as invested in the chat. And after that, my mum is still nagging me about small things in the most lovely way possible. And my dad is just edging her away, trying to get her to wrap up the conversation the whole time because he's so bored. I think he still has it ingrained after so long that it always costs money. Because I remember when I yeah. was growing up, it always be like, well, think about it. Mm, calls. Mm. Like... He just has a problem with spending money to have some people chat, when, especially if you were going to see them in the next few days. He's like, just tell them in person. Yeah. Yeah, very bad. Just do yeah, cool, keep it short and sweet, do the practical arrangements, and then, yeah. So, to catch us up on this film, so he saw the guy's dodgy car going into a garage, this freaky guy here. Yeah. And then, so this is his neighbour to the other side, to the then right. Then his mum jump scared him, yeah? Yeah. And he saw... Um, what are you doing? Uh, he had some suspicious trash bags. Oh, he's going to be talking to like a snail or a slug. Yeah, this is such terrible misdirection. Oh, a rabbit. Don't kill it. If he kills it, it means he's definitely a serial killer. Oh, but you won't know, will you? Hmm. But look, look how quickly, like this is this. I mean, again, this is why I feel at least that the films both in, like, do quite well at capturing that like cabin fever idea of just when you are stuck in one place for too long, as, as again as we have been all experiencing, like how that really messes with your psyche. Because he's literally seen two completely unconnected things and just gone oh yeah my neighbor's called oh, dodgy he's probably a murderer i don't know like if there was a news article i suppose if it was in if it was in the buckest hill area which is where i live and they were like someone with a very specific type of car and then and then i saw a car like that i would probably be a bit like and like telegraph and be like that's weird isn't it but like i wouldn't then make it my own personal mission to try and fix it. I would just be like, that's creepy. Yeah, you, you wouldn't become Dora the Explorer and start going out looking for it. No. Is that what she does? Does she solve crimes? I've never seen it. <laughs> oh, it's really weird that he's actually spoken to her and kind of slightly knows her and they're doing this. I mean, as long um, as they've both got their, their pants on still. Oh, you concentrate now. <laughs> you look back and they're both like tugging away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that probably would happen. <laughs> we all know what teenage boys are like. There's no issue with that. I promise you, sure. My death ain't normal hard. Oh, no. She just saw me. She saw me. What? Yeah, she saw me. She was looking up at me. When... No, 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 yeah, no, no. Well, then why are you doing that? Stop looking at the window. Oh, you're killing me. Thing is, it's one of those things that if you reckon like you know saying like i've got that that slight paranoia that i reckon like so many of my like neighbors on both sides can technically see in if you catch like even just one person from one of those like windows or opposite like balconies looking in at you you will now suddenly be on the lookout for them like are they spying on me now 
I would if I was in a pool and like not wearing much and I was a yeah. I wouldn't like that. Like, I think if I looked up, if I was in my hot tub and I looked up and then someone was looking down the window at me, actually there's no windows that can see our hot tub because our yard's quite private. But I was going to say, yeah, like, but what's the cone if there was, and then I saw them once, I'd be creeped out. But if I saw them again looking at me, I'd be like, that's weird, wouldn't you? It's what really put my, like, the fact that I've badgered my parents for years and years been like, well, you know, if you want me to come home more often, maybe you should go to the hot tub. My mum was really put off by the idea just because we do have a bit of a creepy neighbour to one of the sides of our houses. And she was like, if we put it there, he, like, he'll like he totally be looking at it. <laughs> like it's massive character assassination, but there's also like an element of truth to it. So I kind of do understand. So Jamie, when are we going to go on like a... A road trip, and you're going to take me to your hometown my, my hot so I can time. spend time with your family. Because I've met them once, I'd love to. I'd love to go see your house. What with my 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 my, my lesser hot tub than yours? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I'd love to feel superior by way of hot tub size. Yeah, it's like well, you know, my hot tub's twice as big. No, I just I just always think you know someone fully when you've seen their home. Don't you agree? Yeah. I mean, obviously you can see our house, but and that's actually could probably knowing us even more because it's all our style. But yeah, you know, if you ever got the chance to go over to Jersey, I'm pretty sure you'd like to see my family's house. Well, I think I've only been to Jersey once in my life. I think there was uh, name name a famous Jersey festival. What a music festival? No, just like a, a, a oh, local. Battle of Flowers. Yeah, I think I went over for that with my parents once. That's like a yeah, like a parade. Yeah. I vaguely remember doing that when I was like 14 or something. I just remember the airplane being really small and me being like, ooh, small airplane. He drives a car just like the one she was It is small in comparison to wherever else you'd go, but yeah. Well, only only because like <laughs> I've been so used to like, well, anytime I had been on the plane before. At least been like, oh, you know, the, these things have like the three, three seats either side kind of thing. Whereas this felt a bit more like an Indiana Jones kind of style play, and I was like, this is cool. So they're relaying their theory about this guy and his car. Yeah. So they're, do they're doing a bit of Scooby and the gang. What? Yeah, no, it's there. It's there. And she's gone surprisingly quick from uh, these guys are creeping on me to like, oh, I'm in on the action. It was never there in the first place. Or maybe he was suspicious, so he buffed it out. That's oh my god, look at him. He's just sniffing the back of her head. Why is he doing that? That's got to be is that a not weird? or um, action ad living. I mean, what? from what you said about Nymphomania, or Nymphomaniac, it doesn't uh, doesn't surprise me. Maybe that was the real he said, like, look at this. <laughs> I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's part of the character, part of the character. Fine. Where's the coffee and donuts? I would definitely not believe him either, though. Yeah. But I would also enjoy the fun of potentially staking out, so I get what they're doing. Yeah. It's it's very um. How long has Turner lived there? Ah, what's not Scooby and the Gang? What well, kind of like that? But what's that like? The, the famous five, or what's the other like bunch of children who go around exploring things? And solving mysteries. There's a lot of that. There's that. There's like Goonies, Stand by Me, like those kind of like childhood adventures of believing there's a bigger 
mystery that you're involved with, even if it is just like play fun over the summer. See that now, I feel if you're recording somebody else's house without their permission, that's got to be illegal. I'm not sure how quickly this the game would get boring. You'd be like, mm, I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> well, basically, once they finished the pizza and just went, oh, so stakeouts are actually like a really like laborious part of police work. And they often involve just sitting in one place for hours upon end, waiting for the smallest of things to even happen, if it does at all. Every time he calls you, <laughs> that's what you'll hear. Okay. Nice choice. Cute. It's a little scary though, right? Please, little color. Do you mind? So do you think, I, I know you said earlier about the whole like, um, there was like first glancing shot of she saw him when he was being like arrested and everything. Do you think the attraction comes from the whole like uh, the bit she's in her rebellious phase and like her dad's telling her off for doing ballet and she's like, oh, fuck you. I'm not going to do what you tell me. And he clearly disapproves of the next door neighbor's son who's on, on tag. So she's like, yeah, I'm going to do it to spite daddy. Um. As cute as it is that she's painting hearts on him, how much would you, if you were the, a young sort of teenage boy, be like, oh, they're going to think I drew hearts on my... <laughs> on my yeah, it's, it's, it's not like an actual like cast that you've broken your arm and want all your mates to sign it. Because it's almost like, well, definitely by British British culture, like getting tagged in Asbos and stuff has seemed like badges of honour, aren't they? Like people, like... I say people, it's such a generalisation, but... When you watch all those like those documentaries about people out on tag, like some of them like love wearing it as like a badge of honor. Yes, yeah, so you wouldn't go around the, the mean streets of Warrington with your 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 tag all hearted up, because everyone would just kick the shit out of you. Gee, I don't know. I wonder if I could get over saying G. G. G whiz. <laughs> oh, G whiz, Mister. <laughs> That doesn't sound like a good idea. Howdy ho. <laughs> Howdy ho. Cowboy Joe would say G. <laughs> Sorry, Cowboy Joe. What, what, what alter ego is this? You remember Cowboy Joe, the, the, me wearing a cowboy hat at uni? How can you tell? Oh, yeah, you, so you've, de you've definitely sent me... Did you send me a picture of that in the end? No, I think you I told me about you a picture, it. But I told you about it on the podcast, and you were pissed off. Like, so, um, yeah, this I'm just going to reinvent myself. That's <laughs> cowboy Joe. But yeah, if you do want to send me pictures of your your cowboy hat and your mohawk underneath, that'd be great. Shoes. So they're now spying on the fact that he's brought back a lady. Yeah, damn right it feels wrong. Oh, oh, I would instantly be alarmed at the fact that this old guy is really gross and she's not gross. And then I'd be like, is she paid for? Or? Yeah. <laughs> is it bad that that's what I was thinking as well? Like, that's where the mind kind of goes? It doesn't help that she looks a bit like the girl that went missing, doesn't she? 
I don't know. You see, Joe, that they put things in for a reason. Yep. No. I also feel shots like that are also directly trying to ape um, American Beauty. And that whole like cam filming them through the through the window kind of thing, but American Beauty tried to make it look like all poetic. And like, oh, stalkers are cool. I do have quite a lot of time for American Beauty. I think it's quite a good film. Do you not get annoyed by the trash bag thing floating in the wind a little bit? Oh, yeah, bit? yeah. It's fully pretentious at parts. <laughs> it's but so I feel pretentious. Like that's, kind of, that's kind of the 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 character being up his own ass rather than the film, to me. But maybe oh, it's a I, bit of both. I, I, I think, well... Say what you will about Kevin Spacey, and I know a lot of people do. I think he he plays that role, Lester Burnham, very well. Yeah, I met I met him once. <laughs> what? When did you meet Kevin Spacey? She won't be returning that dress. Is this a story you're you're legally allowed to tell? No, yeah. Sam took me to this boat after party for when he was doing oh, King Lear. And, oh, uh, the the old Vic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, um, we went on his boat party and got like unlimited oh, drinks, and it was ridiculous. And then I spoke to him a bit, and then yeah, it was uh, just the weirdest night of my life. I ended up dancing with this blonde girl with red hair, and I was like, well, "Who am I? <laughs> like, where, where is this like, happening?" Dad, like, oh wow! It was just surreal. I think I was just too drunk. You know when like people keep filling your drink up, so you've got no idea how much you've had. Oh, that's so dangerous! If you basically never see the bottom of the glass. Yeah. So then you always think you're never getting there, which means you keep going. <laughs> well, I'll just drink till this class is empty, then I'll stop. <laughs> but what if it never empties? <laughs> yeah, she'll believe you when you're saying Barnes and Noble and there's someone actively laughing behind you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Barnes and Noble assistant. <laughs> but you see what I mean? It's really trying to 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 ape the, the American beauty element to kind of give it some sort of like leg to stand on in terms of it's also showing you that they have a video camera, which I'm sure they'll use later. Again, nothing gets by you, Joe. I guess so. I just think, yeah, the props and stuff. You think about, like, the cost of films and think about the stuff, the stuff they wouldn't do for no reason because they wouldn't have the budget to do it for no reason. They don't just have time to waste money on pointless crap, so it's all yeah. going to mean something. But like it was, you you raised a really good good point in one of our podcasts um, about the whole idea of like set dressing, and like how how many of how many of these are just like actual homes versus purpose built like sets, and if they are purpose built sets, like you know who goes in and like actually like dresses them up to make it look like a a teenage home or a teenage room or a, a suburban white picket fence American home. This is such a tangent, but obviously this whole news is breaking out that I've got this job and it's obviously with the same group that I worked at before. Um, and I just had an old manager of mine who um, worked with me at my old company and she's just reached out because she's also working on this new project with me and she just, just sent the loveliest text. And you know when you're just like, oh, there's some just amazing people in this world and people who just 
go out of their way to make you feel really good about yourself. And if I get to be that for at least one person, I'm so happy. Like, honestly. I know that's really soppy, but I just thought I'd bring it up. No, that's really nice, man. And uh, you absolutely have been, so don't, don't, don't... (laughs) <laughs> don't give yourself that that doubt and that, you yeah, know. you're like i'm not sure for who but oh, someone will yeah. feel that way <laughs> no but you're also the kind of guy who's gonna like who would keep doing that because that's just that's just who you are oh yeah legend oh look they're watching porn <laughs> i know right this and he's watching he's watching these he's watching them watching, watching porn. porn that's where I mean, as well. God, there's something illegal like <laughs> there's something illegal in that <laughs> fully because they're not just gonna be watching are they nope yeah, oh, of course he, he sees stop. this bit when no one else is around. That's so annoying. As opposed to... He was just going to carry on watching the other guy's porn. Thank God she's only carrying by the windows. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God, nobody in this... Like, what is wrong with this neighbourhood? Nobody closes their curtains. Absolutely. It doesn't matter whether it's the girl doing yoga next door, the two young kids watching watching porn, or the creepy neighbour with his rough play with his sex date. Nobody closes their fucking curtains. <laughs> I also refuse to believe that camcorders like that have the ability to do that level, like, high-end flash. Yeah. Although it does have a little thing that's popped up for the flash, so... A lot of them are, like, combis, aren't they? So they're, like, those, but they're also cameras, and it's probably for the camera. Yeah. Oh! (laughs) He looks a bit like Anthony Hopkins, probably on purpose. Well, he's so. Oh, I, I do recognise him from other stuff, but um, yeah, the creepy neighbour definitely is typecast as like the creepy, the creepy guy in loads of films. Like, I'm, I'm pretty certain in another film he's he's a child molester or an abusive drunk or things like that. Hey, you look like you'd be well cast as this type of person, right? Like, you know, I know, like. You can you can be an actor and be typecast as like so many different things. You've got those guys who can never stop being the good guy or the villain or the old sassy man or, you know, the baby-faced young boy or like whatever. But my, if your typecasting was just like creep, pervert... Horrendous predator. Uh, sex, yeah. yeah. Yeah, sex predator. <laughs> like, I, I know it's a living, but like, would you be that proud of it? Trying to like... So, Carl, what, was I, what did I know you in? Uh, Creep Fest 6. Um, don't Trust Your Neighbour 2. <laughs> All of which I hope are actually real films that we'll get to watch because they sound dreadful. <laughs> don't Trust Your Neighbour 2. As if there would be a sequel. Again, big brown grocery bags. I just want some. I might just get some just so I can put my groceries in those bags. They also look like they're not going to carry anything and it will all just like rip out of it. Don't you think? Do you do you have weird ah! fascinations with... Um, 
uh, with other bits of like American culture. So yeah, the brown paper bags are like you know like the red cups at uh, parties. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you see those th- things in films and just be like, oh man, I wish we had that? And then you actually get a brown paper bag and you go, God, this is really terrible. <laughs> oh yeah, just like, yeah, exactly, just like the red soda cups. You're like, this isn't useful. I want a real glass. Yeah, I want something that I actually can wash and reuse and is not bad for the environment. Oh yeah, thank God you were there, huh? Toe to Frank's. Just glad I could help. I'm sorry, but why are they leaving an enormous butcher knife out on the side anyway? Uh, what do we so say, to Joe? Spread, to spread cream cheese around a bagel. <laughs> Extreme sandwiches. <laughs> I'm quite into bagels, to be fair. Do you ever have bagels? Uh, not enough, you know, but again, that's a sesame, definitely... A sesame seed bagel is <sighs> fucking genius. Uh, every now and again, I'll treat myself to a bacon and bacon and sesame seed bagel, and it's just great. Smoked bacon has to be, and the combination of those two flavors, my good God. Bit of ketchup, dream. So, because I make, I make a mean scrambled eggs, and if I thought about it, making those scrambled eggs on some bagels with a bit of uh, smoked salmon or even like I love getting a parma ham and frying it up a little bit so it's a bit crispy on top. Oh, That's so funny that you say that. Every day, every day, because he's really consistent, Gareth, as you probably know, he has um, salmon and scrambled eggs. A, a fine a fine choice. Yeah, on, on toast, and then that's his... He loves it. He literally is his favourite meal, and he never gets bored of it. So, um, yeah. Easy to cook for. <laughs> Done. Yeah, t- Although t- I can't make boxes. it as well as he can, so he kind of does it himself, which is funny. Does he make it for you though as well? No, I don't. Really, I don't. I don't. I personally don't actually like the combination of salmon and egg. For me, it's not. Judas. Judas. Why do? Why would you sit down? Okay, here's the thing. In their kitchen just then, they had like a notice board and it had a bunch of different like r- things on it. Ooh, that's creepy. I can't think of what I would have on there. Like in my life, what I need to like display on the side of the wall in the kitchen to know. Like, what's the point? I, I think it's one of those things that like when you have a family and especially if you're like, if you are playing that archetypal that stay-at-home mum, Kind of who like okay, you know runs the show essentially and like has to keep track of like where where it's her, like a bulletin her three board, kids yeah. are and who's like who's got soccer practice at this and you need to get yeah I was thinking that. soccer practice yeah it'd be like yeah. a timetable <laughs> for soccer practice and be yeah like, for these like yeah. activity clubs and when your husband's away on this work trip a, a list for got... the next supermarket run yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean a lot of it is probably been replaced now by like apps where you can just store it all there. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm a fan of like certain certain forms of like writing things down in a visual way that I can see it and I'm not going to forget it, and I don't need to rely on my phone to remind me. But yeah, I plan most of my life and calendar and reminders and stuff through my phone, and I'm sure there's some great great family based apps for those who need it. Yeah, no, I, got it, I, got it. I bet you, I bet you, family-based apps, particularly group family-based apps. I bet you the hardest part is getting the kids to actually do stuff on it. <laughs> yeah, like you might have all the best will in the world, but unless they're actually participating, it's completely pointless. 
Yeah, unless they're actually signing in and logging off the things that they've done, you'll be there like refresh. Come on. It's kind of like um, you know when you have um, certain project management systems on computers, like um, software that's specifically designed to keep track of things. Like again, they're only as useful as if everyone in the team thinks they're useful. Otherwise, it's just never going to happen. Fucking hell, she didn't take long before she had a massive street party, was it? Yeah, yeah. Wait, 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 what was that? Oh, you, you think I'm watching? Imagine looking up and seeing your friend looking down with binoculars. <laughs> also, she's just done just like a massive middle finger to me, like, well, yeah, yeah, it's been great hanging with you, but these are my real friends and I know you can't come, so I'm just gonna like really parade it in your face. This just reminded me, there's a Simpsons episode, isn't there, where um, they do rear window as well, with Bart Simpson breaks his leg. See, that I think is better. Because that is, I know it's a parody, but I think it plays on the tropes a bit better. Like, uh, as we say, like, yeah, he has physically broken his leg, he's more incapacitated. And with that comes more of a a thriller slash claustrophobia kind of like element to it and you know with all these things you have to feel like the stakes are real or you know there's something to lose from it oh my god an iPod this film is so dated (laughs) I think kids would find that funny unless all these kids are really lame (laughs) I suppose oh, it's quite oh, late. She's not I happy. Think it'd be quite funny to come out of nowhere. <laughs> I think it's ridiculous. It's got that stupid like, ah! like I, I don't want to get that high into, in case it breaks my mic. But uh... why do I quite like these little kids that keep pranking him? <laughs> Ah, uh, they remind me of me, not the dog shit. Oh, she is pissed. Also, just broke into his house casually. Also, that shows that she can get into his house that way. Well, you know, these are all important things. Why did he even have that on his iPod? Back off. All right, I'll throw this where you can't fall. Okay, just relax, okay? There's 60 gigs of my life. Even better. Don't worry, it's practically indestructible. You, you could probably drop that from what the top of the building. It'd be fine. They were, weren't they? Like, it's no, like the first... That's wrong. It was both... My dad still uses his uh, iPod Classic. What is that? Still works like a charm. Well, I remember the first ones, like, other than the fact, you know, they were actually pretty... Pretty solid devices, way better than like some of the CD players and portable portable Walkmans we had back in the day. But like the fact that they could still hold a huge chunk of music, like two weeks worth of music, I remember, wasn't it? For like first generation ones? Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. But I remember just before them, do you remember mini disc players? Mini, ah. Uh, they were fucking cool. Ah, uh, technology of yesterday. Oh, we really, have we just had that age where we spend more time reminiscing about no, actually, you're you're a perfect example of this because you you have all this experience with all these technologies and grew up with them and can appreciate them and love them at the time. But you're also still an early adopter of the next iPhone 12, which was announced today. 
Oh, so yeah, I really want it. But, but you know what? I do want it. But also, speaking of nostalgia relating to technology, I've also been really craving a physical keyboard. Did you ever have like a BlackBerry or anything like that with like the actual uh, letter buttons? No. Oh, mate. The, typing on that, there's no better feeling than typing out messages or emails on a physical keyboard. And it will never be replaced. You can't replace that by just tapping your thumb on glass. It just doesn't work. Well, it's having that physical response. Yeah, it feels more satisfying. It feels more fun to me to do. Like, I would probably text people more if I had... You're like, you don't need to text people more. But, but you, I would probably text people more if I had the, the physical keys. No, I was laughing because when you said, I wish I had the physical keyboard, I just went to like one of those actual like music ones that you had at school, which had like, like the DJ, DJ button. Yeah, I was like, Joe's right. I really like the keyboard as well. Yeah. <laughs> Helicopter noise. Oh, come on, come on. DJ, DJ. You know, we're at the we're at the one hour mark, but nothing's really happened. <laughs> Does something happen? Uh yeah, not until like a lot later on. Oh Jesus. Like you've got like at least another kind of like Well, for it for it all to properly start kicking off. We've got like another another half an hour. So do we play the do we carry on or do we play the I'll guess what happens next from now game? Or do I need a bit longer, do you think? You tell me. I think if we can make it to there's like one kind of scene. Um Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> <Is that> the <laughs> scene. <laughs> no. Uh, Meanwhile, all her friends at her party are like, what's going on? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, don't go this is what teenage parties are meant for, people doing this. Oh, okay, so the the film is now telling you that this guy is bad, right? In a really... Like, unless, the scene's not from... in this direction, but I just don't think... No, I just don't no, think this is that film. It's, it's not that clever. Unless he's, what, killing an animal or something? Have Have you seen Rear Window? Uh, no, I haven't, but it's one of those films that you just know of. Or, or do you know the ending of Rear Window? No. What's the ending? Well, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna tie into that. If, if, if we, if we, if we stop this now, do you feel like you could make a prediction for this film? Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, should, we, should, we, should we do that and talk about the? <laughs> so you want to, you want to end it here? Yeah. Let's let, let let's end it at one one hour and. Two minutes, roughly. All right. Bang. Disturbia. Blimey. Well, I will say that was quite a slow burn, wasn't it? Um, it was a bit of a uh, slow this burn. Is, this is what I think is going to happen. Right, okay, so here's what they've set up. So here's what I have to go with with this. I have, obviously, we've talked about the voyeurism, and obviously we've got that paranoia element. So I would have thought that the film would then go down a route of trying to trying to act like this guy is crazy and trying to pretend that it's all just misdirection and and he can this guy can explain all of the things that he's saying so that no one believes him. So I think that's going to be a big theme of it. I think at some point they're going to do some kind of recon mission inside of this guy's house because I think that's just what happens. As soon as you've got a mysterious location, you're going to have... <laughs> you got to scope someone, it out. <laughs> someone, someone who's going to go in. I It'll either be... It'll be one of the two boys, I reckon, would go in. I don't reckon they'd make the girl go in. And then um, and then also, what else do I think is going to happen? I think 
Well, based <clears> on what we've just seen with him, with, with that blood splatter, and then like the film is now trying to get you to think he's that as well, and it's moved past the, it's moved past any speculation. I think for us to think he's not crazy, so I think we're supposed to from this point on be like, oh, he's totally right. This is happening, and then it's supposed to be like our frustration as the viewer to to, to say um, to, that no one believes him. But then it also sounds like. The girl believes him and maybe his mate does as well. So maybe it's the three of them are up against the odds. Um, that's what I think is going to happen. And then I think um, there's probably going to be some kind of showdown at the end and then um, they'll win. <laughs> you've you've literally just called it. Have, have I? Is that it? <laughs> v- verbatim. Oh, wow. Like... Uh, uh, the, 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 only, the only slight element is that the, the mum gets involved quite a lot. How does the mum get involved? So basically, so yeah, they... Like, like you said, the <laughs> like the film still tries to like carry on and pretend like, oh, he's going crazy, and nobody believes him. But it's also being so unsubtle about everything that, of course, this guy's a killer, and of course, they're going to like sneak in and find stuff or whatever. So they, they, they do, they do a bit of a recon break in. Um, did they actually? Did they know yeah, that? love that. Yeah, so they do a recon break in. She tries to distract the guy while his uh, his mate goes in. Um, but his mate fucks up and is gonna is gonna get caught, and he has to run in to like try and get him out. But obviously sets off the tags. So the police turn up, and they they obviously he gets in more trouble for that. And then he doesn't get. And they obviously don't believe him, and that's what gets his mum involved because she feels like she has to go and apologize to the neighbor for the, her criminal son. Um, but while they were breaking in, they did cease like with the video camera. So yeah, it comes back. He caught a glimpse of like a body bag in like a vent or something like that. So then they're like, oh, he's definitely the murderer. So, you know, they, they go back in for round two. Um, and the guy's onto them this time and he kidnaps the mum and there's yeah, a big fight. The, the police do turn up this time, but they get bumped off. Um, but eventually, yeah, they, they overpower him. And then at the end, he just gets his tag taken off and all is forgiven. I mean, there you go. Um, but that like all happens like right at the very end. And okay, I know these kind of films can be a bit of a slow burn, but when they make it very obvious that you know, you, you know, he's going to go crazy with paranoia, but because the film's showing you far too much, like it's it's so unsubtle. That's where it gets just really frustrating. And also, I I don't know if they quite play up the paranoia enough. Like if that was going to be a theme and it's supposed to be replicating the paranoia of Rear Window, then I think he should have been uh-huh. more crazy. And like he should other things should have been making him paranoid as well. Because he just seemed like a goofball teen who was just who was exactly. bored and saw some things rather than like I'm genuinely obsessing about this. Even when he was doing his bit about um, the, you know, obsessively watching his neighbours, he kind of, Shia LaBeouf kind of played off as like, hey, look at this kind of comedy thing that I've done. I I know everything that's going on. Whereas it could have been like, you know how you could have almost had a scene of him being like, 448, this person is here, blah, blah, blah. And then kind of, you know, kind of like that speed tracking through what's going on in that kind of obsessive compulsive kind of way. I think that could have maybe demonstrated his state of mind slightly more because he he doesn't seem like he's really that bothered to me no and this is this is he's literally just bored because he doesn't have he literally's bored because he doesn't have his xbox and this is why this is a crap flicks because it's butchering a solid concept which when you hear rear window or think hitchcock you think psychological thriller 
and that's and the the annoyances that's how they advertise this film that's how the trailer looks that's how the poster's designed it's set up like this and you watch it and it's almost like a teen comedy like and then agree, the stakes yeah. only kick in towards the end but it's a bit like it just glosses over everything it's like oh you know the next door neighbor's a murderer but yeah look at these sexy teens and we're also, just goofing to, around. To waste a title, I mean, I know you can't copyright a film title, which is why there's so many replicants of, of film titles, but Disturbia is a great name for a film. It's a bit of a shame it went on <laughs> went on a film like this. But um, Well, like you said, the intro, like actually in hindsight, because that's the bit I, I, I do forget, and I was like, does his dad die? Yeah, that sounds about right. I couldn't remember that whole scene. The way that all played out, and then the way the title came in, you're kind of like, "Ooh, okay, maybe I was wrong about this." Like, actually, maybe it is going to be better than I remember. Well, do you know what it does? It sets up a expect the unexpected type situation, and then it's all expected. In fact, yeah. what did I do? I just called the entire you... second half of the film. And this is why I thought this hour concept is good because a it gives us an out a la pixels. If the film was so bad, we should we should have stopped watching after an hour. I think we actually did last longer. But also, B, it's also a sign of like some of the sloppy nature of some of these films that think they're better than they are. If after an hour you can totally predict what's going to happen for the rest of the half an hour and don't need to sit through all the bullshit to get there. There are some really similar. 10 points, 10 out of 10. <laughs> similar beats to Stepfather, isn't there? Like, it, it, yeah. in the sense that it's like there's no, there's very little to no ambiguity that the person had done it all along and you're kind of just waiting for them to catch up or, or on their side the whole, or on the other person's side the whole time to try and get to the bottom of it or, or find a way around it. And it's like. And there's a swimming yeah. pool in Stepfather as well. So, you know, we're learning more about naughty Americans. I'll take uh, I'll take Amber Heard <laughs> over this goofy face girl though. Sorry. Um, so we're doing our next segment, which is our new segment, aren't we? Which is the Anne Chill part. Cue sound effect music here. Um, who is you? Who is the sexiest person of this film, Jamie? Uh, I think it's got to be. It's still got to be um, the mum, Carrie Ann Moss, because no, I don't think any of the the young teens and that's probably implied by the the adjective then like i thought that i sh- i know they're probably older than the ages they're supposed to be playing but like none of them are even i don't think they're remotely attractive and the creepy neighbor definitely isn't and um there's not really many more characters that kind of come into play so it's got to be uh yeah milf carrie Ann moss yeah, my and chill factor goes to Shia LaBeouf, but only because of what I know. He's because you've seen later, his dick. Not, not based on now. Future dick. Oh, he's actually quite hot now. Once he again, got I recommend Peanut Butter Falcon. Very good film. Please watch it. And the Shia LaBeouf musical. Fan musical. Oh, yeah, which I... Um, you have to watch. In fact, if there's any way, we could probably watch it together now, couldn't we? Yeah. Right. Get out of YouTube. <laughs> You are going to love this. I can't believe you haven't seen this. This is so up your street, Jay. Well, I saw like uh, the, the one thing I did. I did like of his more, slightly more recently, and by recently I mean the last five years, was the um, the Just Do It uh, project that he did with that. I think I think it was a student project. Um, Shia LaBeouf Live by Rob Cantor. There's no one around and your phone is dead. 
Out of the corner of your eye, you spot him. He's following you. It's the deadpan delivery. Wow. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> they turned him into uh, some sort of werewolf. But you're hopelessly lost yourself. Killing for sport. <laughs> it's done as like, like a radio play. A bit like a War of the Worlds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it gets bigger. <laughs> the production that has gone into this. Mate, 70 million views, they're not wrong. <laughs> Just why? <laughs> it's, a it's a really good story, though. They've got these circus performers! He's got to be in this. He's going to be this guy in the audience. He has to be. <laughs> I bet he was so on board with this. Looking psycho. It's just brilliant. Yeah. He loves doing such oddball things. Just brilliant. Oh, yeah. It's so up his street, isn't it? Yeah. Men with beards show. Just, I'm just saying. <laughs> also, look at him there. I can't fit. believe I've never there. heard of that. Psycho. Shia LaBeouf. There you go. A little bit of an extra for uh, our listeners, if you haven't heard it. I will put the link somewhere so that you guys can see it. I'll probably share it on Twitter after we've released the episode. But um, yeah, what do you think, Jay? Funny, right? I fucking love that. I love that, like... Even though, like the actual thing, the song itself was very well done lyrically. It's it's like a great concept, and you know, obviously, music has this nice flow and this like good hook. The fact then is like, okay, right, we're now going to like actually do this big stage like 
performance of it and then all these like circus people start coming in and the stage expands it's like like this the budget this so he went on this like one joke i love i love it when people commit to that level yeah it's so good and it's such a play up of i think in the news a couple of years ago shia LaBeouf was like considered to be a bit of a loose cannon and it's just such a good way for him to kind of like counter that in the funniest way yeah <laughs> Anything else you want to say about um, Disturbia? Disturbia. It's, it's just a piece of crap. Piece of crap. Well chosen. Was, was back in 2007 or 2008, whatever I said it was. Still is now. So I feel like the good thing about us doing this thing where we stop after an hour is it's kind of like if you, if you, if you remember being back at school and you were reading in class a book together and you were a lot faster a reader than the way it was reading. So it's kind of like because we can, because we can quite easily suss out these films and already can kind of work out the ending from the halfway point. It's kind of like we get to cheat and then not have to see the second half considering we already know what's going to happen, you know? Yeah. It's great. And it's, it's a little better than like, thinking in your mind like oh maybe this is how the film will end this will end and then you have to see that through to fruition when it clearly doesn't happen like you'll be more disappointed as opposed to like let's just call it as it is and like let's not <laughs> let's again let's not try and pretend these are better or cleverer than they think they are exactly right well uh on that note that was crap flicks and chill and we have been joe <laughs> and jamie and you know what if you enjoy this podcast please uh let a friend know let a friend know about us and if you want to uh, connect with us on the socials you can find us on instagram and twitter using the handle at crap podcast and you can also email us at crapflixpodcast at gmail.com with any future film suggestions. What I'm doing, by the way, is I'm stocking up a few of the emails that have come in. And uh, one episode, potentially next week, I'll read some of them out so that Jamie can hear what was being said. All oh, right. fantastic. Um, with that, uh, lots of love and good night. Mwah. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, love. Ciao, love.